no, no plunder on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> Dumb and dumb right, We're back together again, not on Zoom. I'm out of ISO, fully or not fully immune, but significantly more immune. Uh, You're pretty immune right now. Pretty immune right now. Hey, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, did you miss me? <laughs> Absolutely, mate. <laughs> no, that sounded like the worst situation ever. And it was interesting that we, uh, yeah, the conversation we had on the last pod about sort of staying out of trouble. Yeah, yeah. and then literally a day later. Oh, no, actually, no, I think later that night I was the night I went out. Oh, really? And got it. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I uh, wasn't that safe, as it happens, and, and got COVID for anyone who missed la, the promo for last week. Well, not last week, I guess. It's almost two weeks ago now, episode. But, yeah, so then was isolating for a week and a bit um, and finally got a negative test two days ago and flew back yesterday and now me and Wilbur are back in business as I just make sure the fans turning on both of us back um, in the game yeah and back in business <laughs> back in the game and well what, what game oh yeah so well to, to, to kick us off we're gonna do a little bit of a post ISO catch-up if you will like a bit's gone on but also not much has gone on because it, like the football's sort of stop very stop start at the moment yeah there's been so many postponements but there's yeah there's definitely been a few interesting things happened but yeah it wasn't too much of a hassle missing one week no not at this really. point in time yeah because like there's a few interesting games which, which we're, about, we're about to touch on here and there but then there's also a bunch of games that don't get played because they're postponed uh on on that note arsenal liverpool uh carabao cup semi-final postponed uh till next week and then there'll be a second leg at the Emirates in a week after that. So, um, but anyway, the most notable game happened uh, only a couple of days ago with Chelsea and Liverpool. Pretty much, it was the game that both needed to win to stay in the running for yeah. the title. Try to keep up with Man City. And yeah. uh, wouldn't you know, they drew. <laughs> <laughs> Cracking game, though. I think, yeah. I, I, to me, the result isn't that surprising. Like They're both good teams probably slightly under the level of Man City. And, like, to me, maybe Liverpool deserved it a little bit more, but n- not by much at all. Yeah, like, I, 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 on... Again, didn't watch, like, the full game, but on the extended highlights I saw, I would pr- probably say that Liverpool might, like, on expected goal, if I had to assume the expected goals or on the chances I saw, probably could have edged it, but, like... You're splitting hairs, really. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to tell when we're both also just seeing the extended. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I think on the plus side for Liverpool, um, Kelleher has looked really good since since yeah. he's been playing in Allison's absence. I think yeah, because that's, big... that's one thing to say too is like Allison. Uh, sorry, uh, Liverpool were without Allison, Martip, and Thiago. I'm, I'm I think yeah, Thiago wasn't in. Yeah, there. so like, I mean Thiago's replaceable in that midfield but Martip their second choice centre back and their main keeper could have been more of an issue but Kelleher the two shots he conceded no one saving those and he kept really well with the rest of the game 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him have a bad game. Every game in the past year or so that he's played, he's really impressed. I yeah. Thought. I didn't realize he was uh, Irish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I should have guessed with that name. Yeah. But yeah, I think um, Chelsea also had Jorginho out. And I think they made them better now. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, that's what I was going to say. Because Kante has been... Kante was really, really good in that game from what I saw. And obviously Kovacic scored a very, very, very good goal. So. And apparently had a really good game as well, like statistically and... I, I think he is a little bit underrated. But I, yeah, I, I definitely haven't seen him do it consistently. I've come around to him though. I used to think he, I used to think he was like not much chop, but like the past sort of season to maybe half a season, I've, I think he's significantly improved. I also think like maybe Kante and him work kind of well together. Kante is very solid defensively, and he's sort of they're both pretty high energy too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, I think obviously uh, I'm joking when I say that Jorginho being out would have made them better. But uh, it is obviously for Chelsea good to see that they can pretty much field four different midfield combinations and all of them kind of work. Case in point, they beat Tottenham this morning in the Carabao Cup with a Jorginho and... Uh, oh, I've forgotten his name. who they sign from Atletico Madrid? Saul Niguez. Oh, Saul, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. So those two uh, in midfield seems to work perfectly fine as well against an almost full-strength Tottenham team. Uh, and then obviously Kovacic and Kante works well as well. And then we know Jorginho and Kante works... I don't think we've seen Kovacic and Saul, but like lots of different combinations for uh, Tuchel to use there. I can't think of it, like any of those combinations that are like significantly worse than any of the others. No. Like, yeah, it's always it's always pretty consistent. Yeah, yeah, and their 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 depth in that position is is if they can improve in a couple of other areas around the pitch, um, and also they got a bit unlucky with injuries this season as well. Yeah, yeah, but like, uh, if they can improve in a few couple of areas around that pitch, I think like, I know we keep being like next season, but like, legitimately next season maybe they'll be able to push City. Well, yeah, I mean, at this point, that's their only real option to push City. Yeah, <laughs> anyone's real option. And to same push thing City. with Liverpool. Like, Liverpool are missing. We're missing a few players, and they will be missing a few players for the next month or so. But like, they've still got the depth to sit around second or third. But at this point. It's probably we'll, t- we'll touch on City in a second, but like it's probably too far gone now. Yeah, yeah. It 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 is very early to call it, but it would take something very special, and I don't know. I I don't see Chelsea pulling out of the bag, and Liverpool probably weakened in the next month or so, like you say. So and Chelsea are weakened too with um, Mendy and. Oh, true. Ziyech. Oh, Ziyech wasn't really playing much anyway, but Mendy at least out. That's a big out. Like, you could argue that he's been their, their best player. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, one notable absentee for Chelsea uh, in the Liverpool game uh, was one Romelu Lukaku. Ah, uh, yes. So, he obviously, his, things have now improved and he played this morning and got an assist for an own goal uh, against Tottenham as they won 2-0. But uh, it's been quite a roller coaster of emotions for Big Rom and uh, quite a headache for Thomas Tuchel over the past week. Very weird. Like, I've always known he's been, like, I don't know, just from his time at Everton, like, he's, he's always been a very, like, emotional kind of dude. But he's usually, like, the consummate professional. Usually. Like, like off the pitch, I find. I've never heard about him, like, speaking out against his the club that he plays for. Not necessarily, yeah. 
I, I, I suppose emotional in the sense of like like extreme loyalty to fans and you know loyalty to people who he, he seems to have like done him well. I suppose we can get onto what it all means after I read out the quote. But he said in an interview that he convened himself, which and, is weird as yeah, well. It's <laughs> just bizarre. Um, physically, I'm doing great. I'm just not very happy with the situation, but that's normal. I think the both is. B- Oh my god! <laughs> I think the boss has decided to play a different formation, but I have to stick at it and get on with it professionally. I'm not happy with the situation, but it's my job, and I mustn't give up. I really want to apologize to the Inter fans because I don't think I should have left into the way I did. I should have spoken to you guys first, especially everything you did for me, my family, my mum, my son. I'll never forget that. I hope from the bottom of my heart I go back to Inter, not at the end of my career, but when I'm still at a good enough level to win more trophies. It's just, it's a, just a whole lot. <laughs> a whole lot. When I saw that, I was just like, what have you done? Like, you've just managed to somehow piss off two sets of fans at the same time. Like, Yeah. Because I, 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 he didn't get the response he wanted from the Inter fans. They were just like, nah, mate, see ya. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they released some banner that was like... Um, it's not about those who like left and want to come back. It's about those who stayed. And there was like some metaphor about, you know, leaving in the rain or staying in the rain. It's like an Italian phrase that was translated. Yeah, and like, so didn't. like, they're just like, thanks, but no thanks. And then obviously all the Chelsea fans are like, well, fuck you basically. Yeah. Yeah. When I first saw it, I was just like, this makes absolutely no sense why you push for the transfer. I don't think he was pushing for a transfer at that point in time. I think he was just like felt bad, obviously. I think he was trying to, like, leave the door open to return. Yeah. In case, you know, he's going to be a professional, but if things don't work out, you know. Yeah. I don't think he's pushing for a January transfer, but I think he was sort of just like, you know, the door's always open. Yeah. I mean, I, f- I feel like we've all been in those situations where you sort of make a decision and then you kind of regret it and then you're like, but yeah, you just kind of need to probably, I don't know, speak to someone they're, they're, <laughs> before the media. They're, 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 there's, a metaf- there's a dating metaphor in there somewhere, but <laughs> I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true that you you know in those situations you know you, you kind of know the feeling you just need to go and talk to someone about it that isn't yeah. like you know one of the biggest because i think you spoke to like sky sports italy is, yeah, is yeah, that yeah. it sky yeah. Italia, yeah so like it's like go speak to a therapist about it don't yeah. speak to a journalist <laughs> or your mum i don't know <laughs> <laughs> hey mum i'm having a really hard time <laughs> i do feel for him though because yeah i don't think he was He's ever done anything wrong by any any sets of fans, Not but really, you know, no. maybe he just has a you know feeling of obligation to the Inter fans. Yeah, I mean, who knows what the club did for? And him also, like, it, like, like it, 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 like being the big money ninety seven point five million pound signing, and then have coming into a team where the system doesn't suit your style of play. Like, it, it doesn't like it's not like completely the opposite, but like it's not like you know. Big target man system that Tuchel plays. Yeah, but like he's definitely like not he's not unable to make it work. And I was just like, just like you said, just have a chat to someone privately about that, but then just put your head down and make it work. Because like Rom's a good enough player. Like like on his day, he's a world class talent. Like he can make that work. Yeah, and it was just so weird to just like I don't know. I. Yeah, I, I think that Thomas Tuchel's hand handled it all very well. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought that was really good. He was yeah. just like, it's too much noise, leave him out. And he's like, okay, he's apologized to everyone, he's back in. Speaking of the apology, <laughs> um, he said to the fans, he issued a public one, he said in an in a interview with Chelsea TV, 
He said, uh, I'm sorry for the upset I caused you guys. No, the connection I have... Oh, I've just completely grammatically wrecked that. <laughs> I'm sorry for the upset because you guys know the connection I have with this club since my teenage years. I totally understand you, you being upset. Obviously, it's up to me now to restore your trust and I'll do my best to show commitment every day on the training ground and in games, trying to make sure that we win games. To the manager, I apologize, and also to my teammates and the board. I think it was not the right moment. I want to move forward from this and make sure that we start winning games. So it was really sort of like a flash in a pan moment that was sort of over in under a week. But, yeah. <laughs> and he seems to be back in everyone's good graces, but it's just, just a whole, just a weird situation. I think especially at a club like Chelsea, I mean, this goes for any club, but especially at Chelsea, if he starts playing well, that the fans are not going to care. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, it really feels like with almost anything, if if you start playing well, no one really gives a shit. Yeah. 100%. Like you can, like most minor things like this, it's like, you'd have to like, you know, be Ben Mendy before fans don't really even want to see you on the pitch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. We're not going to talk about that. Um, but yeah, I think, while he, I don't think he'll be um, in the Chelsea Premier League start 11 just yet, but he started the game against Tottenham in the Carabao Cup in a, ro- in a rotational team. And I guess all he can do is just keep scoring or assisting goals, get himself in that team. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't really see where else they're going to look. You know, like once the dust settles, he's, he's the best best option in that position. And so I've also heard he's that... Fit. I've also heard that like there's other players that Chelsea would rather move on than Romelu Lukaku up front. Like, apparently, there's, there's like, Tuchel's a, a bit frustrated with Pulisic. Oh, um, really? Yeah, I know he scored the other day, but... Just uh, just a quick digression. The, yeah. <laughs> the, that little clip from, the, like, the American, like, you know, porn stars, as in P-A-W-N. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen of, that. Like, oh, that was just the worst thing <laughs> ever. like LeBron James of <laughs> he's soccer, He's like the right? phenom guy. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, you know, like, Ronaldo and Messi? Like, he's like, he's up with those guys. <laughs> Anyway, that just... But yeah, apparently Tuchel's a bit frustrated with, with how Pulisic has not progressed. Uh, and also Ziyech has also fallen out of favour a bit as well. So I think he would rather keep Lukaku over other people. Yeah, I mean, it's just very hard. Like, I, we spoke about it in all the transfer talks before the, the season started. It's just very hard to find a player like Rom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, moving on to... Another another big game that happened recently. Uh, Arsenal versus Manchester City. I mean, before the game started, it's, while it's you know kind of a big game because two you know big clubs in terms of supporter bases. In all honesty, I didn't like everyone kind of expected City to win, um, myself included. Do you watch this one live? I watched this one live uh, in the middle of my ISO, yep. a, and for for forty five minutes, I was I was almost forgot I was in ISO. I was on cloud nine, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, a second half, five, a five minute uh, moment of madness uh, led us to be two nil, two one down. Actually, no, it led us to be one, led us one all and a man down, and yeah. then we actually played really defended admirably with ten men. Uh, and then just like I know you make your own luck, and City and City do make a lot of their own luck. But like, f- fuck me, they get a lot of luck. <laughs> like the way they scored that winner is just so jammy; it just falls straight to them. It's just like, what are, what are we supposed to do? Yeah, that was disappointing. Like, like especially the way that you know 
Arsenal performed in that game, they did they didn't deserve that in, yeah. in, in the what the second what four minutes left in the game. Yeah, it's and very harsh. So a couple of things to unpack from this. Um, I think I want to talk about VAR at the end because I think I want to also circle back to the Chelsea Liverpool game because there was a VAR incident in that game, and then there was two VAR, VAR incidents in the Arsenal game. But first and foremost, uh, a friend of mine said that he, he thought this was the best that any team had played City all season in that first half. And I agree. And this that performance, n- not any of the other performances that we've had this season, we've scored to goals, that performance in the first half, and then even the way we defended with 10 men in the second half, proves to me that we're almost ready to be a, a top four team again. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm like pretty much convinced at this point that we're on the right track. Because I'm not saying, you know, Arsenal's back or whatever, but like that is the the most the most confident I've been that we're heading in the right direction since Arteta came came in. Definitely. Yeah, I I think if you look back at what what Arteta's done since since he's taken charge now, like I think we did a few weeks ago actually, yeah. but <laughs> but like yeah, he he's done everything right and there's been a lot of noise around, you know, sarcastically saying trust the process, but if you look at it now, got a young team Every one of those young players, you expect to be, you know, quite a good player moving forward. So, yeah, yeah. I, w- I would say that they're definitely in the mix for top four, but it's just, I don't know. Like, I suppose you don't really talk about a top, a, you know, the top four in the Premier League anymore. They're definitely, yeah. We're back. We're back to being a top six club for sure. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 which I, we, yeah, we yeah. haven't been quite for the last haven't been for quite <laughs> past few seasons. Uh, but yeah, I think. Yeah, we all we, we did lose, but the performance was really good. And there's just just a few little things that like a team like City gets to go their way, and also a team like City doesn't make certain mistakes that we made, like Gabriel's rashness to a get booked for descent and then do that five minutes later. That's he's only 23. He'll learn to be, and he's an unbelievable defender. He will have that like <laughs> that streak in him for a, a little bit, that rash streak, but. He'll he'll learn from this and like he gives like it's just hard on his sleeve stuff that like I'm not overly mad about. It's stupid, but like I'm not too mad about that. Like it's, I think it's something he'll learn from. And then obviously uh Martinelli missing that chance just on, like just before he got sent just before Gabriel got sent off, like a city player probably scores that. Yeah. Um uh, and then obviously like as I guess we'll, this will move us into the VAR stuff, but then the Shaka penalty, like, it's, but uh, I think I, I, on watching it multiple times, I still don't really think it, in it, it should be a penalty, but Shaka does himself no favors by grabbing Bernardo Silva's shirt, and like this is one of those annoying things. It's like it shouldn't be a penalty regardless of the fact that he grabbed his shirt because he's looking for it and going down and it's soft anyway. But Shaka should know the scrutiny of the and the way VAR works and the way that they're looking for any reason to give a penalty. And if he doesn't grab his shirt there, it's not a penalty yeah. for me. What do you reckon? To, yeah, to, to, to me it is a penalty, but it's very, very soft. But like it, it but it's there. Like, and especially in the context of the way they've been given recently yeah. in the Premier League. But do you think if he doesn't grab his shirt, it's 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 not a penalty? No, no. exactly. Yeah. The, the only reason it's a penalty is because he grabs his shirt, yeah. and then like he's falling down, and that kind of works in his favor. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it 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 comes back to, and I mean, this is one of the big issues 
at Arsenal earlier in the season when the younger players weren't firing. There was no sort of mature head, and that came through in this game as well. There's no mature head to sort of steady things. Instead, Shaka makes a mistake, which he should know not to make. Yeah, and it's annoying because Shaka's been playing well for about a month and a half and had played well that whole game as well, but it's like... And we, it's a broken record, but like he is prone to make these errors. Yeah, and like it's just like it, it hasn't completely cost us the game because it was one all, and then Gabriel got sent off. But like it, 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 it negatively impacts us like substantially. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to draw a direct line to it, but you've got a player like Shaka doing that and doing it for a long time, like the last City game going yeah. in two footed, getting sent off, and then you've got a young player like Gabriel getting sent off. For a silly yellow card and descent. I mean, yeah. yeah. Again, it's hard to draw a direct line, but if that's what the mature players in your team are doing, then yeah, yeah. It's, and it's like it's like Arsenal. That's why I say Arsenal. Like we're we're on the right track, but we're not there yet because we need to still players like Shaka. If we want to be consistently top four, need to be rotational players. Like he needs to be a guy who we bring in. If anyone is injured, he comes into the team and he'll he'll play cup games and Europa League games or whatever. But he shouldn't be the week in, week out starter and, and he shouldn't be in our best eleven. Yeah. Going forward. Like in a year or so, if he's still in our best eleven, we're we're not doing things right, in my yeah. opinion. Uh the second incident that happened uh in the Arsenal game, which actually happened before the Shaka one, was Erdegaard did not get a penalty. Uh have you seen this one? Um yes, I saw yeah. this one, yep. Uh so yeah. For me, when I watched watching it live, I was like, No, that's not a penalty, he gets the ball and then on the replays, I was like, no, it's not a penalty, he gets the ball. And then I saw like a particular angle at like half time that shows him kick Odegaard's foot before he pokes the ball or kicks Odegaard's foot into the ball. And for me, I'm still not sure. I think... I don't know. I, was, I, it, wait, was it called a penalty initially? It wasn't called a penalty. Yeah. And then this comes back to like, I, I think the whole clear and obvious thing is a bit stupid because it's just, it's not being used correctly. Yeah. But in this instance, yes, he kicks his boot and like maybe if, it, if an outfield player does that, it's probably in a, in a foul anywhere else in the pitch, but I don't know, which should clarify that it's a penalty, but I don't know. I just feel like as a goalkeeper, that's not a foul. I don't know. I did. I, I, I didn't think it was a penalty. Yeah. I think it looked... Maybe I didn't see the angle that you saw, but to, to me, it looks like he, he gets the ball and then maybe gets a bit of his foot as well. There, there, there's a particular angle that I've seen where like, he kicks Odegaard's boot into the ball and then... Yeah. But like, it's so like, it's like, it's kind of like, it's like instantaneous. It's like he kicks Odegaard's foot into the ball. It's not like he kicks Odegaard's foot, follows through, gets the ball. It's like yeah. he kicks Odegaard's foot and the ball almost at the same time. And it's hard to see because that's what yeah. would have happened in the absence of Odegaard's foot. Yeah. yeah. So I think if you look at that replay, which VAR does have on hand, you could potentially justify it as a penalty. But in for me, like all the people that were up in arms saying Arsenal got robbed, I don't think that's the reason they're angry. I think it's more the Shaka thing. And it's more the fact that the rare force just had a bit of a bad game anyway but like yeah I, I think there was a massive overreaction about that particular foul or not yeah, foul. to me the to me these two var calls weren't that con- controversial yeah the when i saw them i think is like he's probably they're probably the right calls yeah 
I think for me, the, the one thing that pisses me off about the Shaka one is because I think, I, I agree that in this day and age with the rules, it was the right call to call a penalty, but I don't think that should be a penalty. In terms, like my opinion of like how football should be played, yeah, that's too soft to be a penalty for me. Yeah, like he's already going over, and like the shirt grab in slow mo, it looks like a long time. The shirt grab is like a second in real time, if that, and yeah. it doesn't have a big enough impact to any to send him to the floor. Uh, but like like I said, in this day and age, we know the rules. That's given as a penalty. So, all in all, I feel like it was much ado about much ado about nothing really. <laughs> but so. I I just think it's. Like, I can understand the frustration because there's such marginal calls and, you know, the um, the sort of counterfactual would be that you might have beaten Manchester City, which yeah. is such a big thing. Which would have been huge. But at the end of the day, I think they were marginally correct. Yeah. With the way that, like I said, it's it comes down to, like, players and fans needing to know. And they can be angry and say that, like, the rules need to be adjusted or tweaked or whatever, but, the, like, the way that football is refereed in this day and age, both of those are the right call. Yeah. Just quickly before we move on to the, the feature of our episode, uh, the Mane elbow or forearm on Azpilicueta, I also don't think that's a red card. I think there was a massive overreaction about that. I didn't even, I didn't even see that yeah. one. Like, it's not shown in the highlights of any of the game. I only saw it because there was, like, a a lot of noise online about it and it's just like he jumps up for a header and does that and like gets him with like the meaty part of his forearm in the face and then Aspilicueta and Tuchel were both after at full time being like it's a penalty uh, he makes like rough contact with his uh, face he's not, like not even it's like before the ball's even there and it's just like it's it's, it's a yellow card for Dan, for a slightly dangerous play but he's, there's, there's no like reckless intent there it's just yeah yeah I mean I can't I can't say too much because I haven't seen it, but like I know those ones where they're jumping up for a header, yeah, and their arms doing sort of a natural movement. And that's that's all it like was. you're not out of control. It's not like serious foul play. It's just not a red card. Yeah, um, but anyway. I also haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on, uh, we've got the feature of uh, our episode, uh, which is uh, something that uh, Sky Sports did with Gary and uh, Jamie. Uh, about a week ago, which is the mid-season awards. So uh, basically the the awards that will be awarded at the end of the season, but sort of who, if the season finished today, who would we give them to, essentially? Is that a good explanation? That's a great explanation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've got uh, player of the season, or player of the halfway point of the season, uh, young player, signing of the season, uh, manager, and then we're going to add on our own category. Actually, no. Oh, I've just remembered the category that I told you we were going to do, which is like the surprise player, the, the, like the one player you think's been a surprise and the one, and like exceeded expectations, and the one player you think's uh, been disappointing. We can talk about that. Yeah. Uh, but then also that. we're going to run through the three teams we think at this point of the season we can see getting relegated. So it should be fun. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> uh, do you want to kick us off? Um, with your player? So yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll start off with player, and I think it's probably unanimous, but uh, Mo Salah yeah. for me. It's, yeah. Just it's pretty clear for me. Sixteen goals and nine assists in twenty games, plus two goal of the season contenders already. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, wait, were they both against Man City? One against City and one against what? Mm. It was a similar goal, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that yeah. Man City goal. I think it was against Watford, but I'm not a hundred percent. Yeah, he's just been far and away the best player in the Premier League. Arguably the best player in the world at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I, 
Yeah. I, I think you have to say he's the best player in the world right now. Yeah. I can't think of anyone else. No. I mean, we I, there's definitely Premier League bias in this. A little bit, podcast, but also like... But- this, like it's 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 the most competitive and hardest league in the world. He is his stats are up there with anyone else really, and he's the goal the caliber of the goals he scores too, and the fact that he scores them against every big team as yeah. well. Like if you think about it, he scored against Arsenal. I th- I'm not. I think he scored against Tottenham. He scored three against United. He scored uh, against Chelsea, and he scored a, a worldie against City. Like he scored against every big team there is. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's just the best player in the in the league. Yeah, and if you look at it, like Liverpool, maybe aren't going to win the league this season, but they top their Champions League group. Like they're looking pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, well then I'll I'll do young player next. Um, I've got two players with the dash to the middle because I was waiting till we pretty much got to it for me to finally decide because it's it's between it was I was tossing up between Bakayo Saka and Emil Smith Rowe. Maybe a bit of Arsenal bias there. I don't know, but I'm gonna end up going with. Saka, uh, Smith Rowe started really well and has like ten goals already this season, but he has been off, coming off the bench recently because Gabriel Martinelli has been firing so well. And Bukayo Saka had maybe a two or three game slow start to the season, but since then it's just been phenomenal. Yeah, um, I can't say enough good things about him. And maybe maybe call it Arsenal bias, but also like. I, I thought about a bunch of young players in the Premier League, and I'm like, who would I say is is in has been better this season? And I can't really say anyone. So, yeah, no, it's 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 definitely a good shout. I, I mean, I've gone with someone different, but yeah, like Smith Rowe has been incredible, and Bakayo Saka, like, yeah, the, the season he's having, bouncing back from, you know, missing that penalty in the Euros is not an easy thing to do, and that probably was part of the slow start. Um, yeah, they're both incredible, and they're both sort of carrying a team like we've said before that doesn't have that maturity. Yeah. They're essentially the leaders in that team. Yeah, and they teams. are. They show so much maturity beyond their years mm. every week. Yeah, but who have you gone for? I've gone for. <laughs> it might be a bit contentious, <laughs> especially now you've brought up their stats. But I've I've said Connor Gallagher. Uh, oh no, at, that's a great at, shout. At, at that's, Palace. A, that's a really good shout. I think I think again, like coming back to the maturity thing, like. You know, obviously he wants to be playing for Chelsea, but he's come to a, a Crystal Palace side, been their best player, um, six goals, three assists, a really hectic goal against Everton, which was like probably one of the goals. Emil Smith Rowe stats was ten goals in all comps, though. By the way. So ah, like okay, right, okay, cool. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I think he's been fantastic. So yeah, yeah no, that's that's a, that's a, that's a great shout. I did consider him for a second, and then this is probably just my slight Arsenal bias showing because I watch more Arsenal than I do Crystal Palace. It's yeah. just yeah, but like both equally good shouts. And Conor Gallagher, it, it might be refreshing for a, a young player from a team not in the top six to be a front runner for young player of the year. Yeah. Do you think you'll? Do you think you can make the Chelsea team next next year? I mean, I, I hope so. But also, like, he plays in a position that Chelsea don't really use. Yeah, they use inside forwards or wingers, and then centre midfielders. They don't really use like number tens. Yeah, like that much. Yeah, but like maybe you never know. And also, just like with the midfield depth they have, I don't, I don't know. Like, like you'd want to see him succeed at the at his boyhood club, but at the same time he'd get way more games week in, week out and potentially, you know, get more of a chance of getting an England call-up if he stays at Palace. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. 
Pretty anyway. good shouts. Um, so I'll go first with signing. Yeah, yeah. this will be interesting. <laughs> this one might be obvious. <laughs> for me anyway. Uh, Damari Gray. Yeah, nah. 1.7 million pounds. Yeah, and he nah. scored five goals, two assists. And Unbelievable. Yeah, him and Dukuro have been your best players of the season, but he's not been injured as much. So yeah, no, nah, that's, a, that's a great shout. Yeah. It's interesting that we're both we're both like, we're both going to pick t- players from our our own teams for signing of the season. Probably fair enough, actually. <laughs> but yeah, no. If 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 the player that I had picked hadn't just been so transformative in the partic- in the position he is, um, then he was probably my next best pick. Uh, but yeah, Demar- I can't say enough about Damari Gray. Like he's just like and the goals he scored, the goal, the winner he scored against Arsenal. Yeah, was ridiculous. Just just general, like he's been a very positive player in what's been quite a negative team. Like, yeah. um, he doesn't really have a bad game, wise. does he? Like, even if you guys have a bad result, he puts a good shift in. Like, yeah. he'll, put, he'll put at least a 6 out of 10 performance in every week. Yeah. Yeah, he's had, he's had lots of good moments. And yeah, I just, th- I just think th- for the transfer fee as well, it's just yeah. a ridiculous pickup. But uh, who have you gone so for? So I've gone for Takahiro Tomiyasu. Oh, yeah. right. I, so, I, I thought you were going to go for Aaron Ramsdale. See, I thought I thought about it, but then I was actually <laughs> thinking about it like in terms of like transforming a position from like what it was, which for Arsenal it was a weakness to what it now is, which is a strength. Before Ramsdale came in, we had Bern Leno, and, I'm not, and Ramsdale has been better than Bern Leno because he's more multifaceted as a goalkeeper and just as good as a shop stopper. If we didn't have Ramsdale, we still probably would have been okay with Leno. But if we didn't have Tommy Yasu, we would have been playing Cedric or who knows at right back. And he is just completely like he leads our team in almost every defensive metric. And he's just like that position is now arguably one of our strongest positions in the pitch. And like he's like our defense now, which is probably one of probably our strongest thing. Yeah. And yeah, like again, didn't buy him for that much. I think we bought him for 16 million pounds. And, like, yeah, just worth his weight in gold. Like, has completely transformed that right-back position. Uh, also, is like, a lot of the time, if um, Ben White gets pulled out of position, uh, you know, City did, City did a little bit to us. Like, uh, he gets pulled out to the right. He can, like, those those two can quite interchange at right-back and centre-back really well. True. Tommy Asu's played there before, and also Ben White has played at right-back once for us this season. So, like, that right side of defence now is just rock solid and a lot of credit has to go to Tommy Asu for that yeah yeah he's been very good yeah and, and like you say without him there that back four is kind of like you know with Cedric instead not very good not as good but with him it's yeah one of the best yeah so yeah Tommy and I also just think like I think back to like when we signed him and that guy from Sky Carver was just like having a go and being like oh, yeah. he's not all that and just like and that everyone, guy's a knob that guy's a massive <laughs> knob <laughs> But like, yeah, just like to prove all the all the doubt is wrong, and yeah. just be like, and like, because like everyone was like, "Who's that?" when we got him, and now everyone knows. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah. Generally speaking, you guys had a very good transfer window, and that no one expected. Yeah, yeah. Ben White, everyone was clowning us for Ben White over Rafael Varane as well. Look, look at his. Yeah, name. I was just gonna say, there's a certain <laughs> other club who uh, on the other end of the spectrum it looked like the best thing. But I suppose we'll get to that in disappointments. Um, so, manager. Y- are you going first? Yeah, well, I think we're going to have the same... What we're going to do is, because like, oh, Pep Guardiola is the obvious choice for manager. Far and away. Far and away. Like, they're most likely going to win the league. And like 
even though their 100 million pound signing has not really played and been somewhat of a disappointment, pretty much with the exact same squad they had last year, minus a left back or two, because Zinchenko's been injured and, like we touched on, Mendy's not playing anymore. Um, pretty much the exact same team they had last season, and they're just as good, if not better. Like, yeah. you just can't say enough about him. And, like, uh, we've said before in the past that Pep Guardiola has a lot of money at his disposal and how uses it, and, like, it's hard to compete with. But, like, if you look at United and Chelsea's net spend, it's not that far off what City's net spend is. And United's especially is, is the closest to it. And if you look at where United are compared to where Guardiola, compared to where City are, that's a good manager managerial situation compared to an absolute shambles of a managerial situation. Like, Yeah, a hundred percent. Like, I suppose like he's also had a lot more time, but I mean, that's just testament to but like they were how winning much better like, of a manager he is than Yeah, they were else. winning the league within two years of him being there. Yeah, like, it didn't take long. Yeah. I guess I guess the final thing for him to do is to win the Champions League with the City team, but that remains to be said. But like, yeah, phenomenal. But uh, let's pick a manager. If Guardiola didn't exist in the Premier League, who else do we think has been the best manager of the rest? Well, I had I had four sort of honourable mentions, but I'll just pick one because yeah. that's a bit of a cop out. <laughs> um, I probably have to say Graham Potter, and I've talked about him a lot. I feel like on this podcast, but I feel like he just does. You know, we talk about you know Guardiola's got a lot of money at his disposal. Like Graham Potter does a lot with not much, um, and Brighton are having their best season in the Premier League. So yeah, no, they're killing Graham it. Potter. Um, for me, I was potentially thinking about doing Arteta because of how well we're playing, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> he, he was on my short yeah, list. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm going to uh, pick Bruno Lage, the, the the Wolves guy. Yeah, Wolves have been flying under the radar a little bit, not not to us, but to the general Premier League um, fandom. Uh, and like they've just been solidly putting in good performances. They've lost a couple games here and there, but like with their win against United the other day, like they're in the t- I think I think they're in the top half of the table at the moment. Let me just double check. They're, 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 yeah, they're in yeah, the top. They're, half. they're eight. Like, they're one above Brighton. One above Brighton. So yeah, yeah uh, and like everyone was really worried when Nuno left how the next guy was going to do, and then they were like second last in the Premier League after three games behind uh, just on top of us and, and but like like we said there was always good signs there when they were losing the games and eventually they started to win the games and now they're just playing really good football they're an extremely tough team to beat and yeah so for me it'd be Bruno Lage yeah I, I think he's, he's definitely got what he deserved in terms of results more recently yeah he's killed it two good uh, two good picks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alright so should we do relegation now or should we do our little disappointments and uh uh, opposite of disappointments. <laughs> what is the opposite? Surprisingly well. Surprisingly, yeah. <laughs> Let's Surprise go. Surprise packages and disappointments. Yeah, there okay. Um, do you want to go first with surprise yeah. packages? Okay, cool. Um, so I'm going to do a player for mine, surprise packages, um, who I think is really, who is like, I don't know, like, if exceeded the expectations is the right word, but like has just like, I don't know, like there was a bit of like mm, about him and then he's, you know, come in and done his thing. Um, Rafinha for Leeds. If like, if Leeds were like even like 
not as terrible as they have been. He'd be up there in the top three for player of the season for me. And I, I had exp- I had decent expectations for him going into the season anyway. Picked him in my fantasy team week one. But he's been, like, the only bright spark for Leeds. And, like, he, 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 rumours he may leave to Bayern in this, this month in January. And if he leaves there, they're fucked. Yeah. He, yeah, he's, he, he's, he's been phenomenal in, in a team that's been really bad and like definitely I suppose the expectation or the thought of him is higher after this season as well so he's yeah. definitely been a surprise he's just so fucking good yeah he's just incredible <laughs> I, I'd love him at Arsenal I'm sure you'd love him at Everton but yeah. like yeah he's not coming to Everton yeah. <laughs> uh, for you my surprise oh god I really I'm really struggling to think about this one to be honest because yeah I did spring it on you <laughs> because minute. I mean it could be Damari Gray and it could be Conor Gallagher both big surprises I reckon Damari Gray is more of a shout as a surprise than, than Conor no, Gallagher like the, the, like the small transfer fee everyone was kind of like okay that's a cool and he rotation. struggled at Leverkusen yeah um, but I won't go there because I've already picked him yeah. um, Aaron Ramsdale <laughs> Yeah, okay, I'll go with that one around. Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've talked him into that one. <laughs> it is true, though. It is true. that I, I needed a bit of help, though. It was really mental blank. But, yeah, he's he's done very well. And, like, like surprising in the sense of... I hate to always come back to maturity, but, like, you know, he's, like, definitely seems like someone who has lifted up the Arsenal dressing room quite a bit. Oh, yeah. So. And everyone, like... I mean, this is... To be fair, a lot of casuals were saying this, but they were like, oh relegated in his last two clubs that must mean he's like you know they were just like oh how can and then Arsenal want to sign him it's like yeah but he also won player of the season at both those clubs <laughs> in both those seasons so yeah I don't think you can blame goalkeepers for teams getting relegated <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, alright disappointment disappointment it's quite a quite a hefty list of players I could pick for this um, <sighs> Harry Maguire <laughs> After, like, how good he was last season and how good he was at the Euros, I expected really big things from him this season and he has massively let me down. Mm. He has been really bad, like, really bad. Like, not like not even looking like a top six centre-back at times. At yeah. times he's looked okay, but, like, he's just really shat the bed this season. In so, in so many errors leading to goals and just, yeah, no. Nah, yeah. I've really been let down by him. Yeah, he's he's just been like yeah, definitely surprisingly terrible. I think you could probably pick the whole United squad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like literally everyone there. Everyone I, except I, for De Gea, De Gea and Ronaldo. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from De Gea and Ronaldo. But I would say Varan. Like I know he's been injured a lot, but like I don't know, you meant to be like potent, you know, one of the best center backs of the last like 5-10 years. I don't know. Just get you haven't fit. Seen it. Get fit and fight. like they need us. They're crying out for a centre back. Yeah, and he's just yeah. I don't think he's been that good when he's been in the team, and he's been out of the team a lot, which is maybe harsh. But hey, I'm really disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> it's a harsh world out there. But yeah, I mean, it's it, it's almost like you know, kind of poetic that our two picks are the two United centre backs who are supposed to like set the world on fire this season, and they just haven't. You got like Phil Jones and playing. Yeah, you know that's through injury and COVID, but still, like, was, was it Phil Jones and Bailly? I think it was. Might I, I think, think Bailly? I think it might have been Phil Jones and Varane, but yeah, like right. they lost. So yeah, so yeah, no, 
That's a good enough pick. Yeah. Yeah. So honorable mentions for disappointments. Um, Nicholas Pepe. I, I I thought he'd be a lot better this season. Yeah, he, he wasn't. In. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Kalechi Iannaccio. I thought he was really going to come into his own this season as well. He's disappointed. And uh, I mean, you have to say Jaden Sancho. Like, I know we give him time. I didn't want to say it. I know, I know, <laughs> I know we have to give him time, but like for a price tag like that, he has been underwhelming. He's but been I'm very not. Like I said I'm not going to rag it on him because like it's he's. 20 years old not even 21. I think I think as disappointments as well you could say Leeds um, yeah Leicester have been disappointing yeah um, and yeah on, on Pepe I've, I've heard that apparently they don't want to play him because if he plays or starts a certain amount of games they have to pay some sort of bonus to, to oh, Lil really? I, heard, I heard something about that so maybe bit, that's why he hasn't been making shitty, the team but, but it's a bit yeah. shit but yeah. yeah what can you do I guess um, all right, anyway, relegation. Relegation is be... fodder. All right, so I was I, I I had two locked in for a while, Burnley and Norwich, for a while. But then I was tossing up between Watford and Leeds for the last spot, and just because Leeds have started to show signs recent in the past few weeks that maybe they're not terrible, um, like pushing Chelsea. I think they got a draw against someone else, and then they beat Burnley three one, and they now sit uh, on nineteen points, sets eight or seven or eight points above the team in seventeenth. Um, I'm going to go with Watford. Watford are closer to the relegation zone. I've seen less from them to convince me that they can stay up. They also don't have as well-known a manager. And although if Rafinha gets sold, that there goes my prediction. <laughs> but if he doesn't and they hang on to him, Leeds will stay up and Burnley, Norwich, Watford will go down. Yeah. So, yeah, we've agreed on two there. I've got Norwich, Watford and Leeds. Like you say, Watford had a bit of like a, a, a green patch when Ranieri first came in, but that's gone. They've lost the last five games, I think. I think Burnley will... Yeah, the, the reason that I've said that Burnley are going to stay up and Leeds aren't is just because they're sort of, I suppose, what would, seems like their own self-assessment of what they can do. Like I, Like, I know Burnley will sort of you know, dig in and just defend sort of leads or draws or, and scrape them by. But I feel like just leads, like... They're too the man, they're just They just don't... Like, they need a reality check, yeah. essentially. They're just so open. And I think when it comes down to it, that's going to hurt them, especially if they lose Rafinha. Yeah. Uh, for me, I just think Burnley have been, like, teetering with relegation for the past two or three seasons. And their owners just refused to spend for the past two or three seasons. And, like... I just think this season is just one season too many. You can't not invest in a team that's already struggling against relegation for like however long and expect the same results. And I think they're going to get relegated and Sean Dyche is going to be like, fuck this, I'm out and find a better team. Because he's a Premier League caliber manager that has not been backed enough. And I I just think it's a step too far. I think they've won a game since since like October. Yeah. It'd be be interesting to see what Sean Dyche can do at a different club with potentially a bit more resources like would he play the same style with everyone or has he just played that because that's the because of the team he's got available to him I reckon it's the team he's got available yeah I reckon he's definitely a bit better manager than just lumping it forward every time yeah yeah also I'd like to see some of their players what they could do in better teams too take uh, Max Corne yeah take Max Corne take uh, Dwight McNeil yeah and I don't actually know how I don't really know how how high Chris Wood's ceiling is, but he's a, he's a Premier League caliber striker. I just don't know. I think he I think he'd fit in 
what whatever system Raf was trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> Get him in. Him and Dom up two up top would be quite impressive. Yeah. Um, He's better than Rondon. <laughs> yeah. Easily better than Rondon. Okay, so you've said, yeah, you've said uh, Norwich, Watford, Leeds. I've said Burnley, Norwich, Watford. Yeah. Put okay. it on the record. Yeah. Put it on record. <laughs> so we'll come back to these uh, at the end of the season and we'll also decide earlier before recording. Uh, we'll, at the end of the season, we're also going to look at our league tables 1 to 20 predictions we did before the season but we're not going to go through those right now because they're looking pretty bad looking pretty bad. <laughs> bad. Uh, but yeah uh, that's it that, that's all for now we're going to be doing a big uh, transfer window bumper special next week because uh, there's already quite a few things happening uh, Trippier is looking like he's been on the cusp of signing a lot of talk around Coutinho a lot of talk around um Bamiang being available for uh, for teams from Arsenal. Couple of signings for Everton already. Yeah, a couple of signings for Everton already. So yeah, uh, we'll be touching on all of that and more next week. But uh, for now, uh, it's been good to be back in person. Good to be back. Not God, it's good. Good to be out of the house for me personally. And uh, yeah, like once again, follow us on all the. We don't actually have that many socials, but the one social we have, and follow us on Spotify. The two, that's social. I mean, Spotify is kind of a social media. Okay, follow us on the socials. <laughs> uh, I think we actually have our podcast on Google Podcast too. I was just checking the other day, but we've never once advertised it. So check that out. If, too. You, if you ever, if you ever on Google Podcast, never listen to it there. Um, yeah, but uh, goodbye for now. See you guys. <laughs>